Hello, and welcome back to Tolkien with Friends. Anna, can you believe that this is our 10th episode? No. Right? Like, <laughs> it feels like we started yesterday. I know, so. it, it really does. It, I still feel like a little baby podcaster, but... 10 feels like a lot. Yeah, it's a solid amount mm-hmm. of episodes, right? It sure and is. And, you know, it feels fitting because today we are ending... Fellowship of the Ring book and movie, and technically starting the Two Towers book. So Uh 10 feels like a good number for that. Uh Uh, But before we get into that, there is something we have to discuss first, and that is the new House of the Dragon teaser trailer. So since they're not giving us any more clues about Rings of Power... I'm glad we're like, we gave you your posters. <laughs> Bye. We gave you literally one second of just like shots of <laughs> mystery. Um, and so I'm glad that at least one fantasy series is getting a little bit of something. Yeah. So, and Anna, can you walk us through what we see in the trailer? It, it's very much a teaser, it's very mm-hmm. much just a little boop boop very very little bit of snippets of what you're going to be getting but I ultimately think this is more of like an introduction of some of the characters that we're going to be seeing they Mm. really give you no clues about the plot um it's just like assumption and based on like what we know so far uh from the books but the main people that they focus on and who are you going to want to watch out for in the tv show is King Viserys Mm. uh they have a big scene of everyone like declaring their loyalty to him and his first daughter rayana Mm. uh and these are gonna these are the main two characters i feel like um especially for this first season so the contents of the show are going to be discussing the civil war between uh some of the targaryens at this time and basically who controls power King Viserys wants his daughter Rayana to be his successor. There are some family members who disagree with that, and some violence ensues. And we kind of have us we have to see some snippets of those tension and potentially mm. some of those fights in that teaser. But other people who are pretty significant to this is uh, Matt Smith's character, King Viserys's brother. I don't remember his name off the top of my head. But uh, him, as well as Alicent uh, Hightower, she's like a younger, pretty lady with brown hair. And then her father, um, Otto Hightower. Uh, so between King Viserys, Princess Rihanna, so we have the king, he's obviously very Targaryen-y. Rihanna, they call her out by name. Um, mm. They call both of them out by name in the trailers. Those two... Matt Smith's character, who is another Targaryen, and then Allison's Hightower and Otto Hightower. We, we see big close-up shots of them, um, and the, the, those last three are the ones who are not so happy mm. about um, the succession of Rihanna. So I think it was a good, like, hey, here are the characters, and maybe later we'll get more of a trailer yeah. that is going to... Uh, delve more into these like the plot <laughs> and the, yeah the plot and the reasoning why this uh, very powerful family is fighting between them. But right now it was just some some good old good old introduction shots, and I think 
this trailer that which is teasing just some of the characters is fitting because they released a lot of promo posters as well for each of the main characters yeah. on like their Instagram and Twitter. So I think it's just like a hey, here are these people. Get excited. That is so and funny. It's so similar to how Rings of Power released their teaser and their character posters. I thought I definitely thought about it. When <laughs> I was like, oh, they were like, that was successful. Let's do it too. Yeah. Well, it's like, and it, you know, on the Game of Thrones end, they released you know, more. I mean, you get to see their faces and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's like mm-hmm. a real character poster, whereas the Rings of Power one was super mysterious and you just saw people's hands. So mysterious. Yeah. Um, but then they went on to like start to reveal who some of those characters were but not all we're all still like fi- trying to figure out which one's supposed to be Sauron are there going to be wizards you know mm-hmm. that kind of thing so very interesting yes 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 what are you most looking forward to seeing in the show um I'm at this point most excited of seeing like the world building mm-hmm. like 300 years prior to what we're talking about you know at this time i really don't have any sort of attachments to any of the the characters but what was king's landing like mm, and this is all taking place ago? in es- in uh well and it's westeros, still in westeros. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay um cool. surely we'll see more valyria which is in essos uh because we like saw almost i mean that wasn't the main point of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so surely we'll, we'll see some of that now. Uh, but it'll still take place in Westeros. So I'm cool. excited to see what some of those places are. Dragonstone, there should be more Dragonstone. Not just like the sad, abandoned place it was in Game of right. Thrones. But an actual thriving city that people are holding. Um, I love that. So that'll be really cool. That's that's so funny. That reminds me of Lord of the Rings a lot. As far as, like, by the time we're in Lord of the Rings, a lot of these places are not, you know, like Moria, Holland, places that are, even, you know, Lothlorien or whatever, they're not, they're either abandoned or they're, like, not in their heyday anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Even the realms mm-hmm. of men aren't. But um, in Rings of Power, we should be seeing all of these realms and races really living it up like even though it's not the first age it's still like there still should be a lot of like glamour i'm gonna say for like the numenorians and the dwarves and stuff so that's pretty funny yeah i'm like how wild is it that these two shows are like they have like i'm not gonna say similar vibes i'm gonna say similar like mm, prequel stuff going on yeah and then coming out around the same time i don't know they sure are yeah just good good shit i'm excited yeah it'll be fun and it's funny like i'll still see some of my mutuals on tiktok like some people that i mean not mutuals but like mostly game of thrones creators that i follow like they are excited for it but then some of my friends that are more on the lord of the Rings side they're like ugh like what they did with Game of Thrones, like, I do not care anymore, and I'm just like, I mean, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. It's, I, I just, like, can't stop loving it. Yeah. I I fully recognize that the last season was not what it should be, but Mm -hmm. that I just... I think it's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I understand you can feel burned, but, like, I don't know. 
like George was involved in this one. They do, and like we know that they had problems when they devi- when they ran out of source material. I won't say deviated because I'm sure they deviated either way. Mm-hmm. But this one, they've got what they need. To, yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. like that makes me think that they don't really have a reason to right. And I, I think a, a lot of maybe some of the bad choices that were made in the last season of mm-hmm. of Game of Thrones uh, was just due to D and D's like exhaustion uh, yeah. and artistic burnout, and they're not doing this one. So yeah, um, you have people who are fresh and excited about the concept, which I think will help in creating better content than to people who are just. Um, you know, artistically strung out from yeah. working on a show for so long. It's a lot of time. too. So exactly. It. Yeah, I think it. I think it's going to be fun either way. We're getting more dragons back, so sure. I really hope that they get to their moment to shine. Like I know in the trailer that we only really see like one being like ah, but yeah, um, yeah. I hope they're just kind of like chilling. There should be more. So. Yeah. <laughs> Just like you walk into a room like, oh, excuse me, sir. Well, um... <laughs> Just flying around doing their thing. That'll be cute. Yeah, that will be so cute. And like, think of the merch, Anna. Think uh, of the merch. I don't. I already have so much Game of Thrones merch. <laughs> I'm going to be buying so much more. I just hope that like slowly we start to see behind you it just like more dragons. Just, yeah, like, when a stacked I get that Ikea bookshelf, it's going to spill over and <laughs> this blank wall is going to turn into something else because mm-hmm. I got a lot. <laughs> You're just going to be like, hi, welcome to the oh, like, be like, <laughs> I'll be over here. Um, hi. Yeah, like, hi. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm excited for, for when they start releasing. Because you know, like places like Box Lunch and stuff, they're, oh. they're going to start releasing stuff. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm always excited when they, like, because sometimes when they release new Lord of the Rings stuff, because obviously... Lord of the Rings is old now, and they don't really have a, necessarily a reason to make new stuff. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they do, and I'm like, eh. But mm-hmm. then sometimes they do, and I'm like, ah, I love that. Did they have anything for either of these two shows at New York Comic Con last year? Mm, no. No? Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to have to keep your eye out for it this year. Yeah. Uh, well, Because I know cause they had some Mandalorian stuff before the show came out like when right. we New York Comic Con I bought some Mandalorian stuff just cuz like I knew I was gonna yeah because Pedro Pascal said it yeah um, but then it ended up being really really good you know yeah but you were like, cool I bought that merch before and it. great I don't have to resell this <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I'll definitely have to keep my eye out the tickets go on sale like tomorrow so I'm, I'm going to try to get Friday, Saturday tickets this year. Nice. Because I, you need a day. Like if you, like I still don't know who is going to show up. I'm hoping for Hobbits because I keep seeing, I know the Hobbits are going to be in Boston. I know they're going to be in Canada mm-hmm. around the same time. So you would think that they would just come to, but the thing about New York Comic Con is they don't release who's coming. Until later. Yeah. And I'm like, you expect me to buy my tickets first? So I guess I will. Um, So I kind of want to do. One day, if we need to stand in line for stuff, and one day where we can just wander around and go to things. Yeah, that was something we should have taken advantage of last time, but we had no idea. I know. Yeah, literally no idea. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll we'll know for 
next time. Yeah. I almost wish I had done that last year because on the day that we got there, I found out that two people from Battlestar Galactica were going to be there. Oh. And I was like, seriously? Like, not the year that I wore my Battlestar stuff, but like the year I'm wearing a Hobbit sweater. You should have taken that personally. I did. It feels like an attack towards you. Yeah, it Your does. It was so cute and so <laughs> on point that I feel like I, they should have been able to see it. <laughs> I know. So I'm kind of hoping that maybe Edward James almost will come back or something. Mm-hmm. I would die if Katie Sackoff showed up. You maybe you shouldn't then go because mm. you. I do feel like you would die. I would die. I float inside. Uh, but yeah, I know she doesn't do, cause you know, depending on what else she's doing, she doesn't go to all the cons. She goes to some, mm-hmm. probably the ones closer to her, mm-hmm. but we'll see. So I guess that brings us to what the fellowships went up to then, right? Let's check yeah. in on them. Okay. So the last time we saw the company, they had just left Lothlorien and they were making their way down the Anduin, which is the great river. You know it. Um, Now, the end of the movie lines up perfectly with the last two chapters of The Fellowship, which is The Great River and The Breaking of The Fellowship, and the first chapter of Two Towers, The Departure of Boromir. So that's what we'll be covering today. In these chapters, we see The Fellowship traveling down the river. They pass the Argonoth, you know, our guys. Yes, yes. Big tall statues. um, And they stop on the western bank uh, of the river just above the falls of Rauros. In the books, this is where Aragorn is grappling with this decision about what to do next. We've seen in Lothlorien about how he was trying to figure it out. He's been putting it off because he's kind of taken over the role of Gandalf since Gandalf, you know, fell in Moria. So should he lead the company to Mordor? Should he go to Minas Tirith with Boromir? Which is totally what his intention was. You know, he was very clearly in at the Council of Elrond saying that, like, our paths... When Frodo was excited that Aragorn was coming, he was like, he's like, yes, I am going to Minas Tirith, but our paths may go together for many leagues kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, his heart is telling him one thing, but he's like, I was entrusted with this survival of this group. Like, what do I do? Um, But in the movies, almost as soon as they park their boats, he's like, okay, like, we've got to get ready. We're going to go across the river we're gonna you know we're all going to mordor basically um and and it's clear that that's aragorn's plan in the movie until saruman's urukai show up mm-hmm. so you know so the bones of it are pretty much the same as the books you know like if you just watch the movies you pretty much got everything um but while i won't go so far as to say that the part this part of the movie is better than the book i think this is the first time for me where for like a pretty good chunk of it, not only does it feel accurate, but I feel like Peter Jackson's version is more emotionally satisfying than the mm. book. Okay. Um, so I have three kind of moments that I think illustrate what I mean. So first we have the breaking of the fellowship, not the chapter, but the way in which the fellowship breaks. So, As a brief reminder, the general structure of all this is the same. Boromir confronts Frodo and makes him realize that he should go to Mordor and he feels like he should go alone. Um, Boromir goes on to fight the orcs to protect Merry and Pippin while Frodo runs back to the boats to try to leave um, without anybody noticing. Sam catches up with Frodo. Aragorn arrives too late to save Boromir, Merry, or Pippin. 
But in the books, Frodo wanders away from the group because Aragorn believes that the choice to go to Minas Tirith or Mordor ultimately lies with Frodo. Frodo is struggling to decide. Like Sam goes on to explain that he thinks he knows that Frodo knows what he must do, that he knows he should go to Mordor, but obviously like going to Minas Tirith is tempting, right? Like it's a solid place, another place where you could rest, you know, where we've done that in Rivendell and Lothlorien. Um, and he knows that, I think he knows that Aragorn and Boron, like most people want to go to Minas Tirith. So he, he's like, how do I tell them like that we, that we can't, you know? And he's terrified. I mean, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. you're, you're told like yeah you have to go to Sauron's house um, just drop off a little present for him that he does not want returned in yeah. <laughs> yeah. exactly you have to destroy it in his backyard okay um, so he's he's so scared um, which means that Frodo only sees Boromir before deciding to go to Mordor alone and he doesn't get to say goodbye to anybody you know, he just, he realized, he runs into Boromir, they have their confrontation, he realizes that, you know, it kind of cements his decision. He's like, yeah, I gotta go to Mordor. I can't, like, if I bring this in a place where there are more people, there's only gonna be more people that are gonna try to take it, more people to be corrupted by the ring, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. You know, it, he, it doesn't, seem as safe anymore as it may have a few Mm -hmm. moments ago so Frodo doesn't say goodbye to anybody and he uh goes to the boats immediately so but in the movies he runs into Aragorn Merry and Pippin before he moves to the boats and I think there's something so much more satisfying about this um and to see Aragorn and particularly Mary, uh, their support for his decision um, says a lot about their characters, I think. So in the movies, Aragorn, you know, at first he's like, where is the ring? And Frodo's like, oh my God. Like It's, uh, it's happening again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and, you know, then he's like, you know, I swore to protect you. And he's like, can you protect me from yourself? Or would you destroy it? It's like another Galadriel moment where he's like, somebody else make this their problem. And Aragorn, you know, is looking at Frodo so sad and he closes his hand and he says, I would have gone with you to the end, to the very fires of Mordor. And this doesn't happen in the books at all. But like, it's such a beautiful moment that he gets with Aragorn, I think, you know. And who doesn't want more Vigo in everything? Everyone wants more Vigo. You know what I mean? So I think that that's a really nice moment between them. So Frodo's running to leave because that's how they introduce the orcs is that Aragorn sees Frodo's um, sword glowing, you know? Mm -hmm. And so he's like, run. So he runs. There's orcs everywhere suddenly. Um, And then, but Frodo never runs into any orcs, thankfully, uh, in the books, which makes sense because he would have, I don't know, like him just hiding behind that tree like that, it, he would have got caught. Sure. You know, he would have got caught. You know that it would have been the end of this journey if Frodo had been taken by those orcs at that moment. So, but in the movies, you know, he's hiding behind a tree and Merry and Pippin see him and are like, Frodo, come hide with us. And he goes, 
Mm-hmm. No can really do. Sad. <laughs> and and Pippin goes no, and like jumps out, and then Mary realizes that we have to let Frodo go, mm-hmm. and he they distract the Urukai from capturing Frodo uh, because they are out looking for. They don't know they're looking for halflings, but they are looking for halflings, so they run after Mary and Pippin. Halflings, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Frodo is able to get away, and. You know, I we talked about this before, where I don't feel like Merry and Pippin get as much autonomy in the movies as they do in the books. You know, they they are making decisions all the time, and like they're constantly trying to show Frodo how much they want to go with him, even though they are also scared. And even in the books, when they're they let Frodo walk away to like have his moment to decide what to do, they're all kind of like, well. Legolas and Gimli in particular like, I want to go to Minas Tirith, but if Frodo wants to go to Mordor, we'll go too. And then Merry and Pippin are obviously like, yeah, we want to go where Frodo goes. Mm-hmm. And that's where you see Aragorn be like, well, I actually don't think it would be a good idea for all of the Fellowship to go. <laughs> that's a lot of people to try to hide. Yeah. So he he just want, he knows that Sam is going to go hell or high water. So he's like, Sam is fine. But then he thinks that like, Gimli and Legolas, if he wants, can go with. But that, like, again, Merry and Pippin are trying to be, le- you know, he's trying to leave Merry and Pippin out of it. And he's like, they're like, no! Mm-hmm. What? You know? Because they know Boromir is going to go to Minas Tirith, whatever they do. Um, so that's kind of a difference there. Anna, do you have any initial reactions to the way that the Fellowship breaks in the movie? Um, I obviously don't have anything to compare it to for the books, but I did feel like the way they portrayed it in the movie to really tug at your heartstrings. You really, as an audience member, feel that um, he, he is making a really hard choice, but he is choosing to go alone. And then I think then that, like first seeing Boromir and then seeing Vigo and then seeing Marion Pippin, makes the Sam interaction the most dramatic. And I think, so you're like building, building, building. And you're like, no! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that it's like having those goodbyes helps that moment a lot Mm -hmm. because, you know, it's sad. You know, it's like, oh, I would have gone with you to the end. Ugh, you know, like Pippin being like, no. And then Mary being like, Frodo, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then you get to Sam. And I will say that this moment is like, it's pretty similar. Like, I think the main difference is that Frodo is actually wearing the ring when he's in the boat. So oh. he, so Sam sees a boat being pushed into the water and like rowing away by itself. And he's like, God dang it. Yeah, (laughs) and so he runs after him and he does kind of sink and Frodo grabs him by his hair not his hand which obviously I understand why they did it with the hand in the movie because that looks a lot better (laughs) Uh, (laughs) you know it's a little more awkward in the books but I think Frodo continue even when he gets Sam on into the boat to try to save him he still resists a little bit you know and he, he calls him of all the confounded nuisances you are the worst Sam and, and Sam was like oh Mr. Frodo that's hard like why would you say that mm-hmm. and he's like Sam don't hinder me if I wait any longer and because he they don't know that about the orcs or anything of the nonsense happening behind them. So he's like, you know, like they're going to show up soon and I won't be able to tell them that I'm leaving and I 
don't want them to come with me, you know? And he's like, I'm, I'm going to go to Mordor. And Sam, like in the book, says, of course you are, and I'm coming with you. But um, I think what adds to this moment is when Frodo is trying to, before he gets on the boat, he hears, he remembers Gandalf's words, you know, like one of the most iconic lines ever, the so do all who live to see such times, but that is not for them to decide. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that it's given to you. And it's funny because we're going to see here in a few chapters in Two Towers, Frodo has this in the books has a similar moment where he remembers Gandalf's words and they're repeated for you, but they chose to use it here, which I think is really nice as far as, you know, this was like Gandalf's movie, right? Like Gandalf the Grey anyway. Like he was such a big part of this beginning of this story. And so I think it is a nice callback to have that here, having Frodo remember those words. And of course, like those words were said in, Moria in the movies so it's like the moment right before Gandalf falls so it's it feels more poignant Mm -hmm. right and so he decides to get on the boat and then um in the when Sam is saying of and I'm coming with you uh about Frodo going alone the movie adds I made a promise Mr. Frodo a promise don't you leave him Samwise Gamgee and I don't mean to I don't mean to I'm like oh my god (laughs) could you I mean like the addition i mean it's not a ton of change i mean they cut out some of frodo kind of being rude and they add this and it's like oh like yeah. if if frodo had told him to go away at that by with after that he'd be like what is wrong with you um so i i really love they they did that in in the movies um and then there's also i think again another knife to the heart with boromir's death and uh, you know what's funny is that i always felt that like because i always felt it was the movies that gave boromir a bad impression but reading them and then watching this stuff back to back i feel like tolkien in the books is more so laying seeds about Boromir like struggling with the ring a lot sooner and like okay. he he isn't interacting a lot with Frodo um he, there are a few moments of kindness but not a lot and you see Frodo starting to notice a change in Boromir in the books and he like points those things out um and so by the time that Boromir kind of corners Frodo, it doesn't feel like much of a surprise. And I wouldn't say it feels like a surprise in the books either, but I think it's like, maybe it's just Sean Bean's performance, but it feels a lot sadder, you know? Like, in the in the books, it kind of goes on for a bit longer. Uh-huh. There's, um, Boromir actually has like a Galadriel moment um where you know how when Frodo offers her the ring and she has this like yeah big speech like instead of a dark lord you would have a queen stuff and then she says I passed the test well because she she snaps out of it right but Boromir doesn't really pass his test um because she doesn't come out of it by himself like Frodo has to run away before he realizes yeah yeah, yeah. and but he has this speech in the book where he says you know, he's trying to convince Frodo that it could be used as a weapon. 
And he says, what could not a warrior do in this hour, a great leader? What could not Aragorn do? Or if he refuses, why not Boromir? The ring would give me power of command. Like he immediately moves from like, Aragorn would do, he would be great at it. Or like, I would be like, (laughs) really great. And he goes into like, how I would drive the hosts of Mordor and all men would flock to my banner. And he drew great plans for great alliances and glorious victories to be and he cast down Mordor and he became himself a mighty king benevolent and wise like you know he paraphrases the rest of his speech because Tolkien is like man this guy went off um (laughs) he was doing the most (laughs) so he like is and it notes that he it almost seems like he forgets Frodo is there and he's like he's clearly like imagining himself as like what you would you know exactly what would happen if he got the ring mm-hmm. and we also know that anybody with good intentions would while their intentions may be good the fact that you would put yourself in like this ruling position over people you know like it happens every time like later mm-hmm. we'll see when sam helps frodo with the ring after he's you know immobilized by shelob that when he has the ring, he imagines turning the world into a garden and forcing people to help him take care of this garden. <laughs> and the thing that makes him snap out of it is like, no, like the joy of a garden is you doing it with your own hands. Like you don't enjoy, like I'm not going to yeah. enjoy bossing people around to do it. So it's it's interesting, like, the differences in how, like, you see these various characters tempted by the ring. Mm-hmm. But, obviously, that doesn't happen in the movies. And what does happen, you know, he it's, it's a quicker exchange, um, but it, much of the same happens. You know, he says that he wants to use it to defend his people. Frodo is like, nah, nah not how this works Mm because Frodo is smart and he gets it. Um, And he does escape by putting on the ring. But, um, and then, you know, we get to see, and then that cut to Boromir defending Merry and Pippin, which I think is probably the best part of Boromir for me. Like in the movies we get to see Boromir defending them you see this whole like you see how he ends up with the three arrows in his body and like you see why he isn't able to protect Merry and Pippin unfortunately um and then Aragorn helps you know save him from the last like horribleness Mm -hmm. uh in the movies and they have their little back their conversation before he dies but in the books all of that happens off screen oh, okay. and it because two towers starts with fro or frodo has already left um to go to the boats and aragorn still doesn't know that and he is sam has realized it and gone back but aragorn is still like searching you know he's tracking him he's like looking for his footprints and stuff and he knows that he went up to the seat of Amon hen and he's like hmm i wonder why he came here and He's looking around, and that's when he hears the horn of Gondor that Boromir's blowing, and he runs off to help, And mm-hmm. but he gets there too late. Like, he's already leaned up against a tree, and he's got the, you know, it looks like he's just hanging out, but really he's got these three arrows in him, and he's dying. Yeah. 
And so, and the exchange is so much quicker. Like, so he's there, he, um, the Boromir admits that he tried to take the ring from Frodo and that Merry and Pippin have been taken and they were back. Like he saw them that they were bound and he thinks they're still alive. That's how Aragorn knows that. And then he says, you know, farewell, Aragorn, go to Minas Tirith and save my people. I have failed. No, you have conquered. Few have gained such a victory. Be at peace. Minas Tirith shall not fall. Boromir smiles and then he doesn't speak again because he doesn't get to ask what happened to Frodo. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously in the movies, Aragorn knows what happens to Frodo. So it's, it's such a, it's a smaller, smaller exchange. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Juxtaposed with the movie where he's like, forgive me, like I failed you all. And again, Aragorn reassures him that you fought bravely. Um, and Boromir goes into a little bit more. He says, the world of men will fall, not just Minas Tirith, and all will come to darkness and my city to ruin. Aragorn responds, I do not know what strength is in my blood, but I swear to you, I will not let the white city fall, nor our people fail. And uh, just the, the, the Sean Bean with his, our people, you know? Mm-hmm. And I would have followed you, my brother, my captain, my king. Mm-hmm. Uh, those being his last words, it's just like another uh, twist. Just, other than, yeah, one last stab. Yeah, it's it's so emotional. Like if you don't cry at one of those points, like you're a sociopath. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like I yes. feel like the the strength of the ending of the movies of the fellowship movie is that it is. Uh, it really lays out like how sad it is for the fellowship to break. Yes, I agree. But then it gives you that hope with like, you know, Frodo and Sam being like, you know, I hope Strider finds a safer road and, or I hope they find a safer road. And, um, you know, I hope, I bet we will never see them again, but same way. Last line of Sam is that we may yet, you know, Mr. Frodo and that's the same and then um Aragorn having Gimli and Legolas hunt you know help him find Merry and Pippin also is the same so like we get these moments it's like this really hard like sad moments and then little bits of hope right at the end Mm -hmm. and I really the thing with Boromir I think is even that I really also love about it is that it, to me, it feels like a callback to a moment in the books between Aragorn and Boromir at the council of Elrond. So um, we've, we've discussed this a lot, like Aragorn in the movies, he's a lot more hesitant to claim his role. He's like, I don't want it. Uh, But in the books, he, he, he does want it. He is clearly, there's several moments where he, you see him being very kingly and he's more waiting for the right time to do it and he clearly wants to show that he's earned it and that he wants the approval of the people of gondor and in fact he at the council he says to boromir now you have seen the sword that you sought you know the song that from the dream that he had about the sword that was broken what would you ask do you wish for the house of elindil to return to the land of gondor he's like literally asking boromir permission 
And while, yes, in the books, Boromir tells Aragorn to go to Minas Tirith and save his people, I think that although that moment doesn't happen in the movies about, Mm -hmm. like, asking permission, I think that it's a very satisfying answer for people that have read the the books um, as far as, like, acknowledging him as his king and calling the men of Gondor our people. Mm-hmm. I think that's beautiful. Yes, yes. I agree. It's like... <sighs> and I feel like that's the moment in the movies where you start to see Aragorn... Um, he hasn't admitted it yet, you know, and but he is starting to really claim that. And you see, like, his path shifting from Frodo's moment. protector to I'm going to I'm going to take the, the kingship. Damn. So I'm trying to think like that. I mean, that's pretty much what happens. Right. And then we've yeah, got I would say so. Like. You know, like, obviously, in the books, he doesn't say, let's hunt some orc, but he does say, like, that we travel light and stuff. But I do love that that in the in the movie, it's, you start to see, I feel like that is also, like, a shift, like, saying our people, and then there he's, like, really taking leadership of Gimli and Legolas, because at that moment, they're like, oh, like, what did we what do now? this for? Yeah, because yeah. Legolas is surprised that Aragorn means not to follow Frodo and Sam in the movies, at least, and um, they they decide to to help Merry and Pippin, which I think is great. Like I understand, I understand wanting to help Frodo and Sam, but it's we all kind of know that it's going to be a, the more people you add to that Mordor journey, the harder. Yeah, like. <laughs> You know, those elf cloaks do a lot as far as hiding you from unfriendly eyes, but um, I also don't believe at all that Gollum would have tried to mess with Frodo and Sam as much. Like, in the book here, in this moment, in the extended edition, you see a second of it, but not really, but Frodo and Sam, again, they talk about um, noticing Gollum following them on the river. Uh, Sam, similar to how Frodo sees Gollum in the Mines of Moria, he's like kind of fallen asleep in the boat and he sees what he thinks is a log with eyes. And he like, Uh and he's like, oh, you know, he shakes himself out of it and then is like, "Mm, maybe I didn't see anything. But then he tells himself to Frodo, he's like, you know, the more I think about it, the more I think that was something was up with that. And Frodo's like, oh yeah, that was Gollum. (laughs) <laughs> did i tell you us? <laughs> so um and i think aragorn also chimes in and is like i thought we would lose him on the river but he's too clever a waterman but it's like boromir and him talking about it in the extended edition of the movie mm-hmm. so I, there's no way that Gollum was gonna mess with aragorn like you can tell mm-hmm. you know like if garagorn had gone with frodo and sam at least i think there's no way and so and that's literally how they get into Mordor like I don't think anybody else considered the stairs of Kirithungul you know like I really and there's no way you're getting through the black gate either absolutely not yeah so who knows it would have been a disaster surely yeah 
And it would have been a disaster if they tried to go to Minas Tirith. If Frodo had waited, he totally would have gotten captured by the Urukai at that moment. And we know how evil things like to find Frodo because he's carrying the ring. Right. So, like, probably would have dro- drawn, you know, driven those orcs crazy having that in their vicinity. <laughs> Chaos. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's where we kind of leave um, our fellowship at this point. Frodo and Sam are going to have to make their way through as Gimli in the movie, he describes what the road ahead to Mordor is like, which is totally for the benefit of the audience. Cause I don't think Gimli would have really known that. Mm-hmm. So Gimli mentions the Emin Muil, which is the labyrinth of razor sharp rocks, right? That They have to wind their way through. And then he says like these festering stinking marshlands, but the marshlands Gollum points out later, I'm like, spoilers, but whatever. Uh, it points oh. out that, like, orcs go around the marshes. Nobody travels through the marshes because it's such unstable ground, but Gollum and Frodo and Sam are tiny. Yeah. yeah, so they can make, they can find ground, like, a stable enough mm-hmm. land to hold them up. And so they're able to cut off a lot of time and go through mm-hmm. that way. Um, and it's a path that Gollum knows, specifically Gollum knows, so... That also would have not happened. Been, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think that Gimli says that because, you know, Peter knows that that's the way that they're going to go. So it's kind of like a little, hey, hey, this is what's up next. Mm-hmm. Um, so you see Frodo and Sam go to the east and everyone else goes west, uh, except for Boromir. Hashtag sad. Um, <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry, Boromir. Um, and that is where they leave him. I think it's so funny that, um, and this is also where in the books you start to see at the very end of Fellowship, it switches perspective to Sam and you see him follow, realizing when he's following Aragorn that like Frodo's trying to leave and that's where it switches to just Frodo and Sam. And then at the beginning of Two Towers, it's from the perspective of Aragorn. Um, and so we're going to see... Uh, the split in the books of who the perspective of changing because in the books it's going to get hairy because I'm trying to follow the way the movie did it. Uh Right. But um, the way that Tolkien does it is the first half of two towers is, you know, Aragorn, Gimli and Legolas and then Merry and Pippin. Uh And then it switches back to what Frodo and Sam have been up to that whole time. Okay. And then in the Return of the King, it's like starts with Pippin and Gandalf, and then switches to, you know, Aragorn, and you know switches back and forth between the first half being Pippin, Merry, Aragorn stuff, and then Frodo and Sam again before they okay. all come back together. So, um, I'm trying to line it up with the chapters. If I don't do it perfect, we'll find out next week. <laughs> So I'm trying to do my best to not split these chapters up, um, but we'll see how it works out because there's definitely, especially as we get to Return of the King, more intersplicing of things happening. Sure. But I'm trying to keep it so that if you're just like watching the movies that you can keep abreast of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's it. That for Fellowship of the Ring. 
Dun, dun, dun. Only took us 10 episodes That's to it. do. So we'll see how long Two Towers and Return of the King takes us. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that um you know thanks everyone for listening and following along um i think by the time like right now i'm dealing with some kind of like uh admin um stuff on the end for the podcast like i'm trying to switch podcast hosts so hopefully by the time i release this one we'll be back to our normal posting schedule um and for you know updates about anything that we're doing in between you can always follow us on twitter and instagram So we'll see you on the interwebs.